Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cardinal Cast. It's Tuesday. I am at my kitchen table. We are practicing social distancing at its best. I got like four screens in front of me right now. We're live on Facebook, we hope. We're live on Instagram. I can see Instagram well, and we're rec recording on Zoom. Um, and we have been at this since about 1030 this morning, and it is officially 116. So is that a win? I don't know. Jerry, I have no idea. You know what? It, anything we get on day one of remote podcast live streaming is going to be a win. So compared to where we were three hours ago, it's a win so far. So heck yes, heck yes. Okay, working on this. So I love that. You know, it's one thing about Shattered High School. We've always been proud of is I love modeling failure, and we've been doing that all morning. We have been doing that all morning long. My favorite of us modeling failure at, of all time, though, was the podcast we re recorded with zero audio. Yeah. That was my favorite. And that, that was like a, attempt number two. It was nothing but 30 minutes of muted conversation. So that might be happening again now. But we'll figure it out. Just uh, thank you for playing along with us. Uh, for those of you watching this, uh, listening in now, We'll, we'll get better, but we're, we're wanting to practice a, a remote setting right now. So Lonnie's at home and I'm in my office actually at, the, at this time. So Lonnie, what would you like to talk about? This is our first remote. We've got students and parents all over kind of listening in. We've got an audience even outside of Shadron that listens to these. I, I have a feeling I know where you're going on this one. So you and I had a conversation last week mm -hmm. and I keep having that conversation with people I care about yep. over and over and over again. And the conversation is this is really hard and this is really uncomfortable and this is really awkward for all of us. Um, but could this possibly be a disruption we needed? Or I posted a quote that said, um, can we take some time to um, think about when this does lift about what, what we want to rush back into and what maybe, um, we don't need to rush back into. So it's kind of a broad topic. And then I also want to hit on a little bit, I'm starting to sense, especially in the mom world, and I want to speak from the mom side of the, the stress with homework packets, homeschooling from like the mom and dad who everyone works full-time perspective. So I wouldn't mind to hit on that a little bit too. Yeah, and it kind of goes, and we'll sprinkle in some education pieces as well. Um, uh, and I'm going to bait you again to tell me the, 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 the quote or the comment that you'd heard um, that your stepmom shared, because that's the line I've been sharing over and over about from an educational point of view. Uh, talk about next fall, if you, if you kind of know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I'm, I had a conversation. This is kind of where some of this, the disruption maybe we needed in education or the disruption, maybe some of us, myself included, because I'm a go, go, go kind of person. Um, the disruption we needed in certain aspects of our lives. And speaking of education, she said to her admin team, she fired him up. She's superintendent. She said, if your classrooms in your building continue to look like they did in 1920 after this, we have not taken advantage of the situation. Like this is a disruption in education. We've been waiting for some, some real change. And sometimes it takes a large disruption to get there. So she was lighting a fire and I was like beating on my chest, like, let's go. Um, let's light a fire. Let's see if we can figure some things out on how to engage kids in schools through this. We, we might figure some things out. And so already we've done a lot to teach our, our students and staff about Zoom as just a, a one topic. Um, 
that's come to mind, how to use technology to have conversations. And we've got some of that going on now that you and I are trying to model. Um, Google Classroom is something that's been used by some classes. And now we see how it's, it's pretty handy. Um, we have other teachers coming on board with that as well. But um, so this disruption, I mean, it, it, it's the craziest thing. I mean, I, I tell the staff that I assume it's a once in a career um, disruption. Um, and I refer to it as an opportunity. Um, this is a once in a career opportunity for us to be flexible with ske uh, schedules. Um, right now we have our teachers, um, our certified staff that are able to work from home, much like you are um, this afternoon. Um, that's new. I, never, never in my lifetime would I have thought that we would be um, in, a, in some kind of an environment that allowed teachers to, to teach from their homes and have that flexibility. With that said, the majority of our teachers still come in every morning. Um, you know, they, they, they like to work from their classrooms. You know, uh, we get to see each other just a little bit in passing through the halls. But um, it's, it, it might be that once in a career opportunity. Um, and that's, I think, what we want to talk about a little bit with um, how we can allow this disruption to work maybe for us and benefit us. So one, one of the ways that I see it working and I told my own story um, as well to you last, last week when we talked about this. I was really good in the math classroom at teaching my kids who struggled with math. Like that was probably where I was strongest. If you came into my math classroom and you were a little behind grade level or at grade level, I killed it. I was so engaging, so good. What I didn't always do was the kid that came into my Algebra 2 classroom with like a 34 ACT already and needed yeah. to be pushed here, I, oh, I'd sweat. You know, that kid would come in and I'd be like, ooh, am I gonna know the answers to the questions? Am I gonna be able to challenge them? And I just see this format of education, we could figure out how to individualize it just a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback off of that. I have parents who I've heard talking either asking me specifically or just kind of chattering um, about maybe frustrations. They're working full time. Um, there's packets coming out. There's learning coming out and they're overwhelmed. Right. And that comes out in different ways. And my advice back to them were, was reach out to the teacher and see if you can figure something, you know, like if a packet's not working for you, maybe that kid has an experience they can write or read about, you know, I mean, I think this is an opportunity to individualize education a little bit for kids and to get them excited about it. Mm -hmm. And for parents to see what actually gets them excited because the parent might be like, Ooh, boy, I like doing these packets and I like doing multiple and the kid just hates it um, or the other way around. And so I just see this as an opportunity. Like if we communicate with each other, with the teachers, um, with the parents, with the students to be like, Hey, for that writing assignment, do you mind if I write about, the calf I pulled the other day with my dad instead of, you know, it's just interesting to me. We could go a lot of different directions, I feel like. I like showing our flexibility right now to our students as well as to our staff. Um, tons of thoughts, but you talked about differentiating for our top end students. Um, it's just one of the weirdest, I mean, it just kind of hurts my stomach a little bit, but I've had a couple parents, well, more than a couple that have emailed or talked to me about, they, they want more for their students and they, they mm -hmm. want more than what we, in, we are literally, we started a remote learning last week. So we are just on the Tuesday of our second week. And our focus that first week was just to get kids connected. It's just connections, connections, connections. It's not about content 
yet. Um, and so I had to tell these parents, you know, that they want more. It's like, that's just not our focus. We just, on week one, it just wasn't our focus. We just couldn't. I mean, uh, we're knocking on, on doors at homes, trying to check on kids, whether they've got uh, internet tech, uh, uh, resources uh, uh, at their homes. Um, it's just been a struggle trying to, and whether kids are even logging into their emails, we provide a Chromebook with them or for them. But even if they did have Wi-Fi, w whether they're logging in and participate with us or not, and so we just got all of those barriers. So uh, I just felt like we've been ignoring the top end in students. And I just keep telling parents that if you have the resources at home, then go for it. There's all kinds of online and free prep. But then you and I got talking, Lonnie, about, gosh, I really, this could be something that would work in the future uh, for that differentiation. In other words, where we, I think we could provide um, something for maybe those kids who do want more. And in the conversation I had with teachers and sent out as an email, like, what if we get the ground underneath our feet again in this online setting, in this remote world right now with education? If we can get it started, if we can get a, a pacing figured out for our classes. Now, our focus right now is our current classes that students were in. Um, but if we get that underneath our, uh, you know, the ground underneath our feet again, why couldn't we offer some? Why couldn't it doesn't have to be for credit? It doesn't have to be on a transcript. Why couldn't we do an, uh, an ACT prep? Um, with some teacher or some person um, that had an interest. Why couldn't we do, you know, just do some music, instrumental music offering? Why couldn't, um, um, you know, just we share with community members? What if it's not even with students? And so this whole box, uh, this lid is coming off this box right now for me on opportunities that, that exist that maybe we're not ready for because we're just focusing right now on mastery. And we, we're trying to make sure our students can have an opportunity to, to be lifted up to grade level uh, before the end of the school year. And so that's our focus is there. But man, I just can't, I just like, once that box, that lid is starting to open, it's like, man, what else is in there? And so like, I get these dreams about, you know, it, it doesn't have to be anything about a high school transcript. Why can't we offer some of these to people in our community, uh, people that are in our community that have talents, if we could do a Zoom format with each other and, and just have connections. I just think right now, this world is chaotic with what we're going through and it has its own anxieties, but let's just focus on connections, just connections with each other right now. And to me, that's what, you know, that, that might help all of us um, with our anxieties in a, in a health in a healthy world right now. So, uh, so well, connections over content. Totally, totally agree. And that's what I'm just trying to like, if, if there's a student out there or a parent out there listening or that will listen to this later on recording and there is frustration with the digital learning or just the time, the nice thing about this format is you can have flexible hours. That's kind of the nice thing about working from home is I'm finding like I can find some time for connection with my kids and then I can work with, and we do that anyway, right? We work mornings and we work nights and mm -hmm. we do that anyway. Uh, but it's flexible learning times. So we know teenagers don't, process well at 730 in the morning yet our bells ring have to ring so early in the morning to get through the day in the sports uh, in this you know fast of learning they can sleep in a little later mm -hmm. and one thing that as a counselor and talking about the mental health world uh, a positive flip on this is we know that just one hour of sleep decreases suicidal ideation by over 50 percent so it's like hey let's take this time to get some good sleep we shouldn't be super stressing about digital learning. Um, I want students and parents to think of this as enrichment, right? Right. 
Like if you, if you have a, and I know we're high school and we should focus on high school, but if you have a third grader that is just, just a fight to get a hundred page packet done, turn the damn packet in half done, get enriched and then tell the teacher and say, Hey, you know what? This is the best we had this week. Next week, we're going to, we're going to hope that it's a little bit better. Um, but I think connection is key. We don't want the next six weeks where we're um, in isolation to be right. fighting with the ones that we have to be so close to. And so you're talking about uh, every, every time, you know, you, you share some stuff, my brain just grabs some and you're talking about, you know, like schedules, like here we are working so hard to try to get connections with our students, our students to our teachers again, we're not focusing on what the content is or that we're even teaching right now. It just, I want our teachers' faces and their smiles to be available for students and, and trying these um, remote videos and such. But um, the other thing is just all of us are trying to find the new routines. Our mm -hmm. daily schedules and routines are just different. And even though I still come into the office every day, my routine at school is so different than it was three weeks ago. And I, the routines at home, like we, like this is my one chance. I thought, well, right away, we're not going to do any online, any teaching before 9 a.m. in the morning. You know, teenagers, we, we've seen the research. And so we're trying to push back and allow that extra hour of sleep that you were talking about. But at the same time, I think it's really hard for students to find schedules and routines when day after day after day is like a Saturday or a Sunday. And now all of a sudden, we don't know what day of the week it is. Um, I literally went around to some houses last week, knocked on doors to just double check whether they were getting our emails, whether they're getting our information for these families and these students. And I was waking up, there's at least two different high school boys that I was waking up at two in the afternoon. And talk about just the routines are just, uh, just crazy right now. And so one, one tip I have is just to chunk the day. Don't look at it a, a day as 24 hours anymore. Just look at it a smaller four to six hour chunk and accomplish everything you need to accomplish in that four to six hours, then move to the next chunk. Then the next four to six hours hit it again. But uh, scheduling and routines and all that is just so new for all of us and um, right now in, the, in this environment we're in. So we talked a little bit about educational disruption. And I think mm -hmm. that if we do this right, we could have just I, tons of ideas coming out of this. Like, I just think of all the brain power we have within our building, within our district, and we could really run with some ideas. I don't have all the ideas now on how the disruption will completely change education, but it could. It could. We just go back to the way things were. I mean, that's the easiest thing to do is just go back exactly how it was. Um, but we've got some change agents in education, in um, our community, and I'm super excited. The other thing you and I talked about stemmed from a conversation that I had with Cressy Long last week. And I'm going to tag her in this because I loved the conversation I got to have with her. We were talking about how we have a group we um, head up called 100 Women Who Care About Shouter. And we were talking about how we could use that group and that manpower feed on the ground to help our community right now. So it was a very positive conversation uh, to begin with. But she really brought light on the fact of how fast the world is going for so many of us and for so many of us who have kids um, and that it was a little bit spinning out of control at times um, with kids activities, running to sports practices, um, all the different things. And then you and I had a conversation about that. 
And I'm very interested to see how families react to the slowdown a little bit, and then us to prioritize all the things that we have for kids in the future and which ones are we get the most bang for our buck out of it and which ones maybe we can slow down with a little bit. In one of my points there is I honestly think a lot of societal issues, you know, the society isn't perfect. Um, but I think a lot of the issues would be resolved at a family dinner table. Mm -hmm. I, I think one thing that's really been lacking in this go, go, go um, world that we've been living with getting your kids to soccer practice and, and guitar lessons and, um, you know, just Zumba lessons or whatever, <laughs> you know, it's just, Zumba. it's just constantly go, go, go. And, um, I just don't think families sit at a dinner table as much as they used to probably. And I think families probably don't even prepare as many dinners together, um, as we used to just in the, the fast food that we can pick up on the way home kind of thing. And, I, I, one of the opportunities I think we're having in this disruption that we're talking is, is to have families sit around a table together again. I just think that's something that's missing. And I really hope there again, what, if, if we're going back next fall or when this is over, which could be this summer, later this spring, if we return to our normal routine, what used to be the normal, we probably missed an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I think we just need to use this disruption as an opportunity to find uh, what we can do different, what we can do better. I'll be honest with you, just me personally, my children are grown and out of the house, but they're, but they're local. They live here in Shadron. Um, I have had more family meals with my grown children and their children and their girlfriends and boy and husbands uh, in the last three weeks than I have in the last three months. Um, and so it's, you know, we, we get together now on a weekend for a family meal. And, and I, I hope that we're not in some shelter in place where we can continue that because I just think, you know, having families together, I know we get on each other's nerves if we're stuck in the same house, but um, we really need to see this as an opportunity to, to connect and have those connections at home first. Connections build the brain. That's what I always say. Uh, yep. Connections build the brain. I, I have little kids and I told you this last week. Um, the opportunity, I think with really little kids, and I even think with teenagers too, it's just different, right? It's more of a pat on mm -hmm. the back, but the opportunity for me to hold my children more and for like physical touch when I'm not, you know, somewhere else for 10 hours of the day um, has vastly improved in my world. So um, for everyone out there, you teenagers, if you're listening to me, go give your mama a hug. She needs it. She wants it. You guys need it. It builds the brain. So, and connections at all level build the brain. I tend to think of like physical touch because my kids are little and those are the kind of connections that they need the most right now but in like hugs and those high fives and stuff, but we all need connection. And so in, and I wonder sometimes if we're not just so used to going so fast that our brain gets ahead of us in these situations. And like, we find things to fret about when there, there's not that much, like for instance, school right now. I mean, I cannot think of a time when school was more like learning for learning sake, opposed to we're not talking about grades. We're not talking about transcript credit. I mean, like, that's what I have to talk to kids about. And finally, I'm like, oh, why don't you write about something you love? Like, write about this, you know, and, and learn for learning's sake. We even have a PE class, for gosh sakes, right now, where they're doing some, like, YouTube yoga and going on walks with my fitness pal and, like, doing things they love to do and they don't have to do um, that they're, you know, yep. just tracking. So... I just think 
I think sometimes our brain's used to going on hyperspeed that we're lo we look for things to fret and worry about right now. But digital homeschool during COVID-19 should be like the last worry. Connection, connection. Do the best you can with what you have every day. Don't fret about learning, but learn because it's good for you. And you don't want to be behind. Um, I've kind of been talking a little bit because the fretting I have heard so far is from like younger kids, moms usually, or, or dads that are working. Um, and bless it, if you're a health professional right now, do not stress over a kid's packet. You are saving lives. You are going to work every day. You are doing everything you can. We so appreciate you. Um, that should be the last uh, of your stressors. But I think we're so used to being in hyperdrive that we look for something to fret about. And I just want to say to the world, like, let's just learn for learning's sake for the next six weeks. And let's engage and connect with teachers and kids and um, be super excited for next school year and know what we were missing when the school year starts. You know, and one thing I've learned, you know, already, and don't, and don't get me wrong, this is not the ideal setting. We, you know, our, our teachers, the, the, the strength that we have in Shadron High School with the academic successes is putting a teacher in the same room with students and, and um, the, the, the conversations, the care, you know, the, the, what we can show. Um, so this isn't how I want education necessarily to look 100% going into next year. Of, of course, that's not what we're saying. But, um, but just to reemphasize what you're saying, this is our one chance where there's been a lot of pressures and anxieties lifted off our shoulders, lifted off the shoulders of our youth with their state standards. And, and the ACT test was April, which, you know, was, was scheduled for next week. And um, just this go, go, go pace and lifestyle is slowing down a little bit. And that's, that's healthy. Uh, clearly feel for, um, I keep telling our staff that, um, um, you know, the seniors, the seniors are sacrificing more this, this quarter of their senior year than any other group, than any other grade in our building. And so I'm trying to find ways to, to help them out and, and make sure that um, we're not adding any anxieties to their plate. And, I, and the, the, the line we use with our teachers is if we're adding anxieties in the, in the home with, uh, you mentioned the, the packets, you know, parents trying to get learning packets or trying to uh, watch their kid online. If we're adding anxieties, we're probably doing it wrong right now. We just, we just want an excuse um, just to get on and have our teachers, you know, uh, speak with your students. Um, I would like to see if we could eventually provide a little bit of a routine to, uh, to your day at home. Um, we just can't do that online with video uh, every day because we, not all of our students have those resources at their homes. Um, I do want to thank uh, community providers for those of you not in our in our community. We had um, uh, I know Great Plains is one of them that stepped up and is providing 60 days of uh, free internet service, and that is just huge. I cannot tell you how much for homes right now. Now and um, I see Verizon has increased their data usage, and so I'm just using this time to connect, 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 and to add to that, to figure out how we can serve others, I think is really important too. And I think about our local businesses, we're kind of, um, you know, we're in a kind of a state mandate right now, asked to restaurants aren't going to house people in, in their uh, businesses, you know, and those kind of things, those restrictions around groups. Um, it's like, it, it forces us then even those businesses to think outside of the box, like, how can you serve others? What is it you can provide and give? And um, it's just such a strange time. So just speaking from 
Shadron High School. Um, we're, I'm just here to let you know that we're, we're trying to be in this with you. Uh, we don't have all the answers, but if we're adding anxieties to your play, just let, let us know. That's not what it's about. I had a nice meeting with a parent earlier today and um, was just very supportive. And, and um, I just appreciate um, the community and, the, and the, uh, what the teachers are doing with no notice. We were on spring break, by the way, when this happened. We had, no, we had some discussions about, you know, we should consider, you know, finding a way of, of doing some remote learning, should we have to? And we go on spring break traveling and all over and all of a sudden, whoa, <laughs> you don't get to come back to school. So I uh, really appreciate the patience out there from our parents and our community. Connect, connect, connect. Connect, that is the big takeaway today. And if there is something um, going on, something not working well, reach out to your teacher. They are so flexible right now and we're all trying to figure this out. The thing about teachers and educators is they really, really like to work and they're used to working really hard every day. Like when you step foot into a classroom, you are not only an educator, but you're a performer and you are a uh, disciplinarian and you are a mother and a father. You're like all these things in one. And so uh, I could see us as educators being too much. You know, I've already like noticed how many emails I'm sending parents. I was like, Ooh, Lonnie, I need to cut that down just a little bit because I'm going to overwhelm them pretty soon here. So bear with us. And if there is anything, like kill it with kindness and just do the best you can do. And uh, I know I speak for everyone in our building. I think I can speak for other buildings too, that, that we are flexible human beings. And it's, this is an opportunity to teach our kids how to be flexible human beings as well, um, that, that life isn't perfect. And this is a far from perfect situation. And hopefully... Everyone's taking the right precautions and being safe so that it's not worse than it has to be here in our community. Um, and we can learn to learn and use this as an enrichment opportunity and come back uh, in the fall. Like we're going to be hearts on fire in the fall, Jerry. We'll be ready to teach our tails off. I just got through. I had one. Uh, Mrs. Powpaw was just in my office before we come on here. We were just bouncing ideas about man, when we go into next fall, here's some ideas that we could do with the freshmen to start school. And um, I can tell us having more time to focus on what we do has really been beneficial. And I think it's going to provide changes for the next school year. Um, and so the title of this you'd mentioned, Lonnie, was the disruption. What matters most now moving forward? And what I'm hearing over and over is connections. Connections is what matters most now. And it's probably going to be what matters most in the future that it is connecting with our family, connecting, like for instance, we're trying to connect teachers with students, um, just those connections. And then, and then you're, you're um, adding, just learning to learn, you know, like you and I today spent hours trying to learn to learn how to get, how to live stream on Facebook while I've got a Zoom recording on so I can capture some audio and vi video while we've got Instagram. Um, it's really interesting because um, maybe our students are tech savvy being high school students and uh, but this is this is really pushing uh, teachers out of their comfort zones. Uh, some of them I had um, for those of you that, you know, uh, familiar with the community here, you know, Mr. Cogdell's been around for a while teaching ag and he absolutely wants to teach one of his ag classes. And his comment was, I never would have he said I, he never would have used technology in this way unless he had to. And now he has to. And he's excited about that. And I think that speaks for for our teachers, teachers across the state and the nation that we're being forced to make some changes. And I think it's exciting. Oh, no. there. there you are. 
Sorry, Mrs. Tewahadi, who's our school mental health counselor, who doesn't have Facebook, and I've been trying to get her on Facebook. So she would have known we were doing a live had she had Facebook. So I'm going to have to get her on here. Okay. Well, right, that's me well, too. I've never never had a Facebook account, and I was learning a lot today trying to get this going to have the, the, through the Shattern High account, which I don't mess with very often. So it's been it's been a steep learning curve. I'm learning to learn. We're, we're, we're learning to learn. Um, I was trying to bait people into to asking us any questions right here um, on the bottom, but I didn't see any. Feel free as we go forward. Some of these topics that we uh, talk about might be more of like variety shows from here on out, things that we think of. Uh, we don't know if, you know, we're taking the news day by day, week by week. We don't know if we'll be all back together or not, depending on what, um, our local health professionals tell us, and I just cannot thank our local health professionals enough right now. Um, those of you who are working full time on just crazy hours and uh, putting your lives and your family in danger, we so, so appreciate all our professionals in our community, all our business owners, but right, especially right now our health professionals. Absolutely. That's all I got, Jerry. Uh, we'll try that for the first our first run at remote podcasting live streaming. I'm interested to see how our audio is with all these devices out here. I know. <laughs> it will all get right. better. I'm ending Instagram. Bye, Instagram. <laughs>